listening to Behind the Sidelines podcast with Angel Figueroa. Hi, I'm Angel Figueroa, and you're listening to Behind the Sidelines, your podcast for all things Orlando Magic every week. Being an Orlando native and a Magic fan my whole life, I've decided to create this show to have a place where we can talk about Magic basketball as much as we want. If that sounds like your kind of thing, then come on over and tune in every Friday and listen to Behind the Sidelines. You won't be disappointed. Now, get ready. Here is Angel Figueroa with Behind the Sidelines podcast. What's up, Orlando Magic fans? You're listening to Behind the Sidelines. I'm your host, Angel Figueroa, and today is December 5th of 2019. In this week's episode, we'll be discussing the games the Magic have played over the last week against the Toronto Raptors, Golden State Warriors, Washington Wizards, and Phoenix Suns. And before we get started, if you would like to follow me on Facebook, that is Behind the Sidelines, on Instagram, Behind the Sidelines 407, and on Twitter, at Behind Sidelines. Now, we're going to get started here talking about the game against the Toronto Raptors on the 29th of November. This was the first time we played the Raptors in Orlando this season. And uh, this was the first game that Aaron Gordon came back from his ankle injury that he had suffered against the actually the previous game that we had played against uh, the Toronto Raptors. So it was good to see him back in this one. The defense in this game was absolutely awesome. It's exactly what you wanted to see from Orlando. Uh, They forced the Raptors to shoot only 36.9% from the field. That is amazing. Jonathan Isaac did an amazing job on Pascal Siakam, only holding him to 10 points in the game on 4 of 22 shooting. That is elite defense. The Raptors also only shot 29% from three-point range. But... The problem in this game ended up being offense. I mean, we could not score at all, and Toronto is a great defensive team as well, which contributed to that problem. Even though the Magic already struggle on offense, especially without Nikola Vucevic, Orlando shot 35.6% from the field and very uncharacteristically turned over the ball 22 times in this game. That is very weird for them. Uh, A team that only really averages 14 turnovers a game. I mean, that's way too much. Uh, They were very sloppy with the ball on this one. Just jumping in the air and trying to make a pass before you had anybody open. Uh, You have to know where to make that pass before you jump in the air. And there was just way too much of that. Way too much uh, hesitation. Just overthinking entirely in this game. And it seems like Toronto has just kind of had our number for a while now. They just, um, the Magic gets psyched out when they play them. It's not that they can't be competitive against them. It's that there will always be one thing that just, they can't get out of their heads. Like in past games, it was, you know, Nikola Vucevic struggling. And this one, it's... 22 turnovers because they're so psyched out about the defense that Toronto has and the length on defense that they have that they're just afraid to pass the ball and they're afraid that if they do make a bad pass it'll turn into a turnover but because of that hesitation that's where the Raptors are able to predict where you're going to make that pass and get in the passing lanes and get out for the fast break. So the big contributor in this one for the Raptors was Norman Powell. Really if it wasn't for him the Raptors would not have won this game. Not many other people could score for them although Fred Van Fleet had 22 points and 7 steals 
uh, which showed how much the Magic turned it over on that one. But Norman Powell, Norman Powell had 33 points, a career high, uh, and 19 of them were in the third quarter, which was, yeah. I don't know how he got so open in the third quarter, especially from three, but he was very aggressive, so give him credit for that. People for the Magic that had a good games in this one were Markel Fultz and Mo Bamba, who had another pretty solid game. He's been doing a lot better as of late. 11 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 blocks in 17 minutes off the bench. So yeah, he did a good job in that one, but the Magic end up losing this game uh, 83-90. to 90. So we, had, we just have not been able to beat the Raptors this season. Uh, we have one more meeting against them, and hopefully we can get over the hump in that last game and, and really... Take it to them because we want some revenge, you know, from that playoff series last year. We didn't like how that ended, and we don't want to be, and we don't want to be the team that can't get over the hump just like they were against LeBron James for the longest time. So these are good lessons for the Magic to learn, and they just have to be more focused. The next game we're going to talk about here is against the Golden State Warriors on December 1st. Um, this is obviously not the same Warriors team that we all know. Uh, no Steph, no Clay, uh, not even D'Angelo Russell, who's a new addition, was in this game uh, because of injury. Really, the only recognizable player was um, Draymond Green. But as unrecognizable as they are, they play extremely hard. Steve Kerr is a great coach. He gets his teams to play hard, and they always manage to still score buckets even when they don't have their best scores in the game so this was definitely a game that the magic had to grind out we didn't shoot the ball that great 42.5 percent from the field uh we did manage to knock down 11 threes though which really helped us a lot the defense was active and uh jonathan isaac was the big contributor there he had five blocks and we forced the Warriors to 39.6% shooting, so under 40%. That's great defense. And they only made six three-pointers on the night. So great perimeter defense, not letting them get open from the outside. Players of the game in this one were Evan Fournier, who had 32 points, which tied his career high. And he was 6 for 10 from 3. Evan Fournier, I mean, if you had to pick an all-star on this team right now, it would be him. As much you know, tough times as he's had in Orlando and he really struggled last season and people were very frustrated with him, including myself. He has really stepped it up this year. Like, it's amazing to see him play efficiently and it seems like he's just bought into the team aspect. Like, he is passing the ball a lot more than he used to, really not being so selfish with the basketball. And that's that's great to see. I mean, that's exactly what you want to see from Evan, especially coming up on a year where he has a player option in free agency. You would like to see him prove himself, really, that he's worth that $17 million a year or even more if it comes to that in free agency. So I hope he can keep it up. And then when Vooch gets back, I mean... You got two, you know, 20-point scores on your team right there without even making any moves. So that's a great, great thing for the Magic that he's playing that well. Um, another great game uh, from Markel Fultz. 14 points and 9 assists and 0 turnovers. That's great playmaking right there. That's great playmaking right there. Definitely love seeing Markel with the ball in his hands. Uh, his minutes are starting to get a slight uptick, not 
where we would want to see them, obviously, but just a little bit of an uptick, which is good because Steve is starting to play Markel and DJ together in spurts, which I think has really helped the offense. Having extra ball handlers and playmakers and penetrators is always good for our offense. But yes, we love to see that from Markel and hopefully his minutes keep going up and we can really give him the reins to this team. Uh, Terrence Ross, the human torch, uh, 19 points off the bench. So that was good for us. Ross has actually been really good ever since he came back from his knee injury early in the season. He's averaged like 15 points a game. So that is very, very good to see him right back where he left off last year. Uh, Standouts for the Warriors in this one was Glenn Robinson III with 19 points. He made a lot of timely threes in this game. And Eric Pascal, which is the Warriors rookie, the four-year college rookie. Uh, So he is very experienced, a very good player at Villanova. Um, He had 17 points and six rebounds in this game to lead the Warriors. But overall, the Magic did a great job. I had to really grind it out, though, because the Warriors do play hard, even though they are lacking a lot of talent right now. But yes, the result of this game was Orlando 100 to Golden State 96, and it was good to get back in the win column, definitely. Alright, so moving on to the next game here. This was against the Washington Wizards in Washington, D.C. on December 3rd. Wow, I mean, this game kind of came out of nowhere here. Uh, The Magic... It was their best offensive game of the season, obviously, because they scored 127 points, that's a season high, and shot above 50% from the field for the first time this season. And we hit 15 three-pointers. So everything was clicking for the Magic this night, and that's just amazing to see. We had 26 assists in this game, also awesome. We out-rebounded the Wizards by 10, uh, 48 to 38. Really just incredible offense from the Magic. Uh, The defense was not the best, but you don't necessarily need it to be the best when you score 127 points. The Wizards did end up shooting 50.6% from the field, and they made 12 three-pointers. But at the end of the day, the Magic have been struggling so much on offense that it's good to see a game where they just get hot and they can win because they're making shots. So definitely love that. Players of the game in this one, once again, Evan Fournier, the leading scorer, 31 points, 6 of 8 from 3. What can I tell you? I mean, it's becoming a trend. Uh, He's averaging 19.8 points per game this season, and he has really stepped it up uh, since Vooch went out. I think in the last nine games, he's averaged about 25 points a game. That is ninth best in the league in that time span. So definitely very good to see that. Markel Fultz, this was his return home game. So very exciting for him. And he did not disappoint. 20 points in this one, a career high for him. And his previous career high was also against the Wizards, but that was back in Orlando. So yes, 20 points. And six assists for him. He was aggressive from the outset. Constantly just attacking, attacking, attacking. And that's what you love to see out of him. He is definitely the best driver on the Magic right now. One of the best finishers at the rim. He's shooting almost 50% on two-point shots uh, this season. So that is very, very good. You got to love that story. You know, the guy struggled uh, in his first 
two years in the league and and really everybody gave up on him and then comes to Orlando the Magic give him the time he needs uh, give him the whole summer to prepare he comes back wins the starting spot and then gets his career high against his hometown team so that is it's just there's no better story in sports than a redemption story. Uh, Aaron Gordon got back in rhythm in this game um, after coming off of injury in the last couple. Uh, 18 points and 11 rebounds. You love it when he plays within the offense, obviously. Um, When he's not forcing shots, he's at his best. And it almost seems like he scores more when he's not forcing shots. So, gotta keep that up, AG. And then DJ Augustine finally broke out of his slump. He has been in a huge shooting slump this whole year, shooting below 30% from three, which is extremely uncharacteristic for him. Uh, He shot over 40% uh, from three in the past two seasons, and he's always really been a good three-point shooter uh, his whole career. So it was very good to see him finally break out in this one. He had 24 points and went four or five from three uh, off the bench in this game. So that's good to see DJ getting back on track. That'll help out our bench scoring a lot and put less pressure on Terrence Ross off the bench as well. Uh, Bradley Beal, what can you say about Bradley Beal? I mean, the guy is an incredible scorer. 42 points, uh, he led the Wizards in scoring. We really had no answer for him, but the Magic were able to outscore them uh, in this game, so that didn't really matter much. So yes, these are back-to-back wins for the Magic. The end result was, as I said, 127 to the Wizards 120. In the last game we are going to be covering in this episode um, was last night, which was the 4th of December against the Phoenix Suns in Orlando. And this was the second of a back-to-back. And just when you think the Magic couldn't get any better than how they played the previous night against the Wizards on offense specifically. They topped it. Uh, They scored 128 points in this one and again shoot over 50% for the second night in a row. We knocked down 14 three-pointers and out-rebounded the Suns heavily 45-29. to Another trend which you don't really like to see in back-to-back games, even though they are scoring the ball well, is the defense wasn't amazing. The Suns shot 48.9% from the field, and they made 15 threes on the night. Uh, You really don't like to see that. They had over 30 assists as well, which is problematic. But hopefully that does not turn into a trend, and the coach really get some amp to start playing some more defense. Oh, what I didn't mention in the previous game was Michael Carter-Williams did make his return against the Wizards, but unfortunately playing defense on Bradley Beal, he got hit in the face and uh, he has a nose injury, so he had to leave that game. There was too much blood for them to control, so he had to sit the rest of that one out and he also sat this game out against Phoenix. But yes, the standouts of the game were Aaron Gordon, who just had a almost perfect game. He shot 13 of 15 from the field in this night. He was just on it on all cylinders. 32 points as a season high for him. Five rebounds, five assists, doing a little bit of everything out there. Extremely aggressive driving to the rim. And his stroke looked great in this game. Really shot it well from three-point range. Absolutely his best game of the season and the best game we've seen from him in a while. 
Definitely. So it's good to see AG get him back on track. And the best thing you like about it is uh, he played within the offense. Again, when he plays within the offense, he's just a better player. He should not be dribbling around, you know, trying to be a playmaker. He really needs to just play within the offense and take what the defense gives him. And then if he doesn't have it, just pass it back out. Terrence Ross also had a season high in this game. Uh, 22 points off the bench. That is the human torch right there. That's what you want to see out of T. Ross. So a couple of good games for him in a row here. Uh, Evan Fournier, we didn't need as much from him in this game, but he still came up with 21 points. uh, Really got hot late in the game. Again, he's just been the absolute constant on offense. Definitely the most consistent player on the team on offense lately. And for the Suns, Frank Kaminsky led them in scoring. He had 23 points. Devin Booker had 17 points. Uh, He did not really play in the fourth quarter. The game was very much out of reach at that point. So there was really no need for him to play. And they were on a first of a back-to-back. So the coach did not decide to put them in at that point. The Magic were well over 20 points ahead. But yes, that is the third win in a row. But yes, that is the third win in a row for the Magic. And the score in this game was 128 Orlando to 114 uh, Phoenix. So that is very, very good to see the Magic have two games on back-to-back nights where they score well over 100 points. So that is awesome. So yes, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Behind the Sidelines. Uh, Once again, if you would like to follow me on Facebook, that is Behind the Sidelines. On Instagram, Behind the Sidelines 407. And on Twitter, at Behind Sidelines. So thanks everybody for listening. You are greatly appreciated. And have a great rest of your day.